Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach, and today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. As always, I am super excited to be connecting with you again. And this coaching episode is a little bit longer than normal. So we're going to jump right in. And you'll see why I kept Maya on the phone a little bit longer than I normally do for these episodes. And that's just because she was experiencing a lot of blockages around her question and around her healing process. And I really wanted to dig into some of that so that you can see how to remove some of your blockages or how to get through your blockages to doing the actual deep work to attract in a healthy, happy relationship. So Maya is struggling with feeling worthy of the relationship that she knows she really wants. And I just want to say that this is incredibly universal. And I think that any core wound you could have, any inner child wound you can have, yeah, there's going to be nuance to it. But I think ultimately, all of it roots back down to worthiness. And I think our degree and our ability of feeling worthy has nothing to do, I shouldn't say nothing, but it goes well beyond the family structure and your childhood. I think that we live in a society where specifically as women, we're taught that we are inherently not worthy or good enough without things outside of ourselves to make us feel that way, right? It starts with relationships. You know, if someone is single, especially at a certain age, there's often like these societal norms or questions around, well, why is she still single? I wonder what's wrong with her and why she's, you know, if she would be in a relationship, then her life would be so much better or she would be successful or then she would really have it all, right? Like that clearly goes back down to worthiness. You look at commercials and Instagram ads and things that Instagram influencers are trying to sell you, you know, this Botox this or wrinkle cream that or whatever. Like if you can be skinny or not have wrinkles or look like this or act like this or have this kind of business or have that kind of job or these kind of clothes, the list goes on, then you could feel good enough. Do you know what I mean? So I think that the worthiness thing and feeling good enough, just by the very fact that you have a pulse, I think that is a process that we have to go through pretty much every single day of our lives. It's not like you just learn 
two plus two equals four, and then boom, you feel worthy. I think that we have to choose to feel worthy on a daily basis. And we have to on a daily basis as well, work through the blocks and limiting beliefs and things that happen to us that might try to make us feel anything less than. So here are some questions to keep in mind as you listen into my coaching conversation with Maya. One, do you feel like everyone else is in a happy, healthy relationship except for you? Second, do you have trouble remembering things that happened in your childhood? And next, do you think consciously or unconsciously that you have to get the deep work right for it to quote unquote work? And finally, do you allow yourself to get messy and do things without a purpose? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching conversation with Maya. Hi, Maya. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Veronica. So basically, I just kind of want to know how to feel worthy of the relationship you deserve or the relationship you want. Tell me more about that. Why don't you feel worthy? I mean, I try to, and it's just sometimes the messages that kind of come through are just, I just suppose because if the position I'm in now, and I just feel like you compare your your own relationship to those around you, I suppose, or just external pressures because of your age or whatnot, but you just kind of, no matter what you might tell yourself, sometimes you might think, oh, well, it hasn't happened. There must be something wrong with you. Or, And then you just, you kind of compare yourself to others and say, well, what is it that I'm, they have that I don't have? And then you just end up in a bit of a spiral, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and is it fair to say that this worthiness issue extends beyond the parameters of romantic partnerships. Does that feel true? Yeah, it does. Because thinking back in life, as long as I can remember, for example, if somebody gives somebody next to me or gives my friend a compliment, like, oh, nice, I saw your your hair looks really pretty like that. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that it doesn't mean that mine doesn't. It's just that I just sometimes take other people getting compliments as like a slight against me. Mm-hmm. which I know is wrong, but I just always remember feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've gotten better with it. But yeah, it can, it, it can transcend into other areas of life. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember the first time you didn't feel good enough or you felt less than? I can't remember the first time, but I think I might just been thinking about it myself, might know where that might come from, where it, just as a child, just not having a dad around, for example, even if, you know, I might not have had certain emotional attachments to it that like on a conscious level, but I suppose there's messages that sends that you weren't good enough for that person to stay around or to have the quote unquote normal family dynamic. Is that how you really feel or is that what you think you're supposed to feel? I suppose it is what I feel like I'm supposed to feel. But then how else would I explain it? Okay. So I'm getting a sense that you are trying to heal this through rationalizing it. Mm. Right. 
I think the worthiness wound is probably the most universal wound. And honestly, I could, I don't know. I'm sure someone could prove me wrong. However, if I had to name or list all of my clients' core wounds or their patterns, I would say it always goes back down to worthiness. So what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is completely normal. Mm. We're not the only one. I mean, we are just surrounded by crap everywhere to make us feel like we're not good enough. You know, so we buy more, (laughs) do this thing on Instagram and get this, I don't know, Botox thing or whatever. So I just want to acknowledge that because if you feel like there's something wrong with you Mm. in this regard, then it just makes that hole so much harder and deeper to dig out of. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, thinking back to like relationships I've had, just certain that this is like an adult life though like certain things that partners have said to me you know kind of toxic partners I would say that certain things about appearance and stuff that kind of sticks out to me so certain things like certain things that people have said means that sometimes I don't wear makeup I find it hard not wearing makeup and I just always I always used to tell myself like the you know I always end up being the one before the one like I'm the one that they learn a lesson with and I suppose then I think you kind of think to yourself well it's kind of easy to blame them and yeah they probably weren't innocent in all of it but you know I was I was part of it too and I suppose sometimes healing and doing the work means you've kind of got to scratch the surface which is sometimes scary because I'm the kind of person that I kind of push everything back and think, oh, well, everything's just got to be okay or don't like feeling too much any one way. Well, what you resist persists. And that's always going to cause more pain than, you know, the first step might be a doozy. Let's do this. Go ahead and close your eyes for me. And can you feel that feeling of unworthiness in your body right now? Yeah. Tell me where you feel it. In my chest, like. Okay. What does it feel like? Like there's pressure. Um, feels heavy. Mm-hmm. And how intense do you feel on a scale of one to ten? A, a five. Okay. That is quite subtle. Okay. And that feeling that you feel in your chest, when have you felt that before? What does it remind you of? When I've felt out of control of my emotions before, when I wasn't sure of a particular relationship that where the guy wouldn't commit. Okay. Good on How old were you in this memory? 28. Okay. Okay. I won't reveal your age, but not that long ago. So... Let's just say that that memory is most likely just a man or that experience, not the memory, but that experience is just a manifestation of deeper wounds. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have trouble with going any deeper. Okay. Okay. When did you figure out that your emotions were not safe? This is why I always have, I just run into a block. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and this is why and I just feel like everyone else can and I just can't mm-hmm. and I I just think I just put too much pressure on myself yeah yeah you're playing out the mm-hmm. same worthiness pattern mm. I wonder if you're almost thinking too much about it like you know when you listen to the show when you listen to me coach other women in the incubator sometimes it's like the tiniest little thing what do you remember about your childhood I remember mostly happy things. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, I just, I remember all the happy things. I remember going for picnics and walks and feeling safe and lovely things like that. Mm-hmm. Was there ever any kind of anger or distress or emotional volatility, even if it wasn't like the theme or even mm-hmm. if it was like a plague? your household, how were those kind of things addressed and handled? I don't know. I, I don't think, oh my God, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Was Would you say that like the way that your mother and grandmother raised you, was it almost like happy-go-lucky? What do you mean? Well, in the U.S. we have a phrase like happy-go-lucky basically means like all is good, all is well. Anything that's bad going on, let's just forget about it. You know, high vibes only kind of thing. Mm. I suppose. I'm trying, yeah. I mean, it's silly things like, especially around like my grand, for example. Like, yeah, actually, like, like not being allowed to whistle because whistling's for boys. Or, yeah, like my mum was always very caring and gave hugs and things but my na- I don't remember my nan being the same like I didn't always feel comfortable showing affection in that way but I think that's probably more to do with her upbringing mm-hmm. how do you know you didn't feel comfortable showing emotion around her or affection around her because she was just she was just a bit not Victorian in that way but a bit you know yeah just not really crying or getting upset just kind of always been like okay I suppose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what was said about your father because he wasn't present that doesn't mean he didn't have an influence what was said about him well not too many bad things but I know about because I know about my like other men in my like grandparents like my granddad for example you know I was always told you can't trust men because they leave Mm-hmm. They they think with their you know things like that, and I always thought it never really um got through, but I suppose in some ways it did. So it was said, or even really not said about your dad, mm. especially specifically by your mom and grandmother. But I mean, other family members might be influential, like what your grandfather said. But I think. I mean, it's like other family members, they never really talked about it or asked. It was just like, even to now, even now, I don't think they they ask or talk about my dad. It's like, he doesn't really exist. Okay. I don't know if they, I even knew him, but my mum and like, I think between me and my nan and my mum, there'd be talk of it, but I don't remember there being lots of talk of it. So even though nothing was explicitly said about your father? Other than, you know, the comment your grandfather made, what did you make it mean that your dad wasn't around? Because 
at some point you probably realized some of your friends had dads and you didn't. So what did you make that mean? That he just wasn't interested. <laughs> he just had, I suppose, better things to do in life. I don't know how early this memory was, but I, I remember saying and discussing things and, you know, my mum and I would discuss things. You know, I remember her being quite honest with me if I'd ask questions, but I remember thinking, well, why why do men or why do some men think they have a choice, for example? So I just never really understood why. So you never understood why he left? No. Why he wasn't around? I, no, just remember just because the, the memories I have before because I was I think I was about three and I don't really remember have any memories mm-hmm. so it was just all relied on what I was told yeah mm. so a couple things here. I just want to kind of reflect a little bit what I'm hearing you're putting mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on yourself to remember things exactly and mm-hmm. you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to remember everything mm-hmm. right and when it comes to inner child work you don't have to remember things exactly And you Mm -hmm. definitely don't have to remember everything. And in fact, the reason why it doesn't matter if what you remember is actually correct or not Mm -hmm. is because what matters is what you made something mean. Mm -hmm. Right? So like if, I don't know, I'm just going to give a very random, silly, not related to you example. Like if you remember your mom being on well, okay, maybe she wasn't on her cell phone when you were like turning two, but whatever, let's just imagine there were cell phones back then. And you remember your mom being on her phone when you were trying to talk to her, you know, you can make that mean my mom is too busy for me. She has more important things to do. And then you can see how that could create some limiting beliefs around that, around lovability and people paying attention to you and showing you affection, showing you love. And while it might've been true that your mom was on her phone sometimes when you were trying to talk to her, maybe she was on her phone because she was like ordering you a birthday present. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter what was really going on or if there were other times when she wasn't on her phone and she was, you were trying to get love or attention from her. What matters is that you remember this one time that you were trying to get love and attention from her. And maybe that was, you were having a particularly bad day at school or something and you really needed her in that moment, but she didn't know that because you hadn't talked to her yet. Right. So like what matters is what you made it mean. Yeah. And that can be the only memory that you have. And that would be enough to begin the healing process of feeling like you have to earn your attention or earn your affection or whatever. And I think that you remember more than you think. I think what's probably going on is what you remember. You're like, oh, well, that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. That's not a big thing. Like, what does that mean? That's stupid. That's silly. So there's a lot of judgment on A, if something is legit or not, but then also a lot of judgment on like how important or how correct the memory might be. Because the thing is, is like, you know that your dad wasn't around, which means you remember something about childhood. Yeah. Remember your grandfather saying this, which means you remember something about childhood. You remember your nun not being like the most approachable in terms of emotions and affection and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, these things, but you're putting so much pressure on yourself to do it quote unquote, right. And this keeps showing up over and over again in your love life, 
with friendships. And yeah. Here too. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get it right, I suppose. And I think sometimes if you try too hard of what you, how you think things should go and how you think they should look, they don't happen organically. Totally. hundred percent. hundred percent. Mm. Let's try an experiment. Let's go ahead and close your eyes for me. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to take a few breaths and just settle in. So you're just going to focus on your inhale and follow your exhale. Good. I'm already thinking, what's she going to ask me? <laughs> well, that's kind of the answer to what I was going to ask. A little bit of jeopardy here. I was, <laughs> you know, what's coming up for you right now? Because I just wanted you to be able to let go of all the thinking and mental processing. Yeah. And just notice, you know, what's coming up. So is anything coming up? A word, a feeling. Okay. What word or what feeling's coming up? What well, lost? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. What feels how do you feel lost right now? Because you always hear, you know, oh everyone's here for a reason or everyone has a goal or a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you don't have one? Yeah. Just don't know what it what it is. And just I don't know, always feeling a bit not the same as everyone else, because oh everyone does this and does that and mm-hmm. mm. which when is the same because we're all different. Do you realize or do you remember realizing, oh, I don't have a dad and some of my other friends do? Do you remember realizing that? Um not necessarily because I think I had some friends that, that had their dads in their life and some friends that didn't. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I was just curious because there's a lot of like, why does everyone else have this and I don't have this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone else is in a relationship, not me. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. else has their life figured out, not me. And I'm sure a lot of women listening to this will be like, yeah, I don't know what my purpose is. <laughs> I don't know what the hell mm-hmm. I'm doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I know you know, that's not going to necessarily solve this for you just by knowing that because you have to believe it for yourself. Okay. So there's a few things going on here. I mean, because you're repeating the pattern with your dad that you can't trust men and men leave. I think there are some blocked emotions there. I really do. And a lot of times the brain will actually purposely kind of shut down painful emotions and painful memories as a protection mechanism. Mm -hmm. So I think there could be some of that going on. I think also you were not taught to deal with emotions or I shouldn't say you weren't taught to deal with the more difficult emotions because Mm -hmm. your grandmother was like, shut that shit down basically. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I think there's that. And then I don't know where this comparison itis exactly came from. I don't know if there was a little bit of that with your dad, you know, or if he plays a role in this comparison itis, but there definitely does seem to be this thing of, you know, everyone has this, I don't have this, everyone can do that. Everyone knows this, you know, but I don't, I don't know that, you know, obviously that's not true. 
but you don't need me to tell you that, or that's not going to heal this. You know, I think what would be really helpful for you is to back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me ask you this. Are you someone who likes to get messy, like physically, like, you know, messy art project or a messy cooking project or a messy, whatever, like, does that feel fun? Or does that feel like, Oh, to you? I mean, I am, I can be messy, <laughs> but the reason I why I, ask, I'd mind it. I don't think I'd mind. Okay. Well, mm. the reason that I ask is sometimes when we don't want to deal with messy emotions, we also don't mm-hmm. want to deal with messy things. And so things like mm-hmm. finger painting, or like, if you have to, like, if you're making like something, if, if you're making like cake pops, for example, like those things are so messy to make because like you make oh, the and then you yeah, stir the icing in it and you put it into a little ball. <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah. I would just, I would just be constantly washing my hands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so, cake balls. You can make whatever you want. Cake pops, whatever they're called or finger painting or whatever. But I think that to make inner child work and this deep work in general, be even more effective for you. You have to learn to like, it's okay to be a little messy. Mm-hmm. because yeah. it is yeah and resisting the messiness especially well i'm talking about emotional messiness resisting the emotional messiness i mean over time that creates a lot more pain mm-hmm. right because like right now you're kind of feeling like this dull nagging pain of not feeling unworthy and when i asked you how intense you felt it, it was, you said i think you said a five or a six which isn't mm-hmm. that strong no but it's also strong enough to notice it's kind of like when you have one of those headaches that like aren't that it's not that strong but like yeah and you're like it drives you crazy and like it makes you feel like you're going crazy right so Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if something super simple like making cake pops (laughs) (laughs) or uh, I don't know some sort of finger painting project or just something where you're literally allowing yourself to get messy and you're not mm-hmm. going to wash your hands every five seconds or every <laughs> cake pop thing that you make. Like you're going to let, you know, all the icing and like the crumbs from the cake get all up in your nails and it's going to be mm-hmm. And like if you put mm-hmm. the pie in the icing, your hands are going to turn a little blue or like whatever color <laughs> you make it. I think this could be a really fun thing for you. And I know that this is much more on the physical world and we're getting into the emotional world. Um, mm-hmm you know, you're in the incubator so you can keep working with this. But I just think sometimes when you put so much pressure on yourself, you actually just have to stop it and do something that gets you into more fun, into more play. And I'm not saying that, that doing this deep work and healing father wounds and other kinds of wounds is like necessarily fun. (laughs) But there is, I think the commonality between fun and play and doing the deep work is really just the sense of curiosity. Mm-hmm. How are these cake pops going to turn out? Are they going to taste like shit? Or are they going to be really yummy? Or in terms of deep work, like what am I going to discover today? What feelings going to come up for me today? And I think that could be a thing. Not being scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What's coming up for you? It kind of, like it reassures me a little bit because like you said 
like sometimes I think am I crazy like why am I constantly comparing myself because it's like I know that I shouldn't like just push everything back and dull my emotions but then it's like I I still do it so it's good because it kind of gives me somewhere to kind of start so I don't feel scared of not getting it right or not being good at it yeah yeah Mm. Yeah. So let's do that. I mean, this is such a simple assignment, but it's also like, so not a simple assignment, right? So deep, but, and you know, this is not going to be like a one and done thing. Okay, Veronica, I make cake pops. What's next? I'm done. (laughs) Check that off the list. (laughs) What I want you to do is I want you to maybe like, gosh, I mean, I'm trying to think of like how you could integrate this really seamlessly because ultimately the thing that I want you to explore is curiosity. And so maybe the question is how can you bring in curiosity and play to your life every day? And these things should be low stake things, right? Like if you make cake pops and they taste like garbage, like who cares, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus like, if you're trying to dive in to do, you know, inner child work or work around your dad or, or whatever that just feel it's a little higher stakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't remember what our next session is, but I want you to, until then, I want you to just find something low stakes every day, just to get messy in and to be curious and to play and you know, I get that like not every day is the weekend, even though it's, I don't know what's going on for you guys over there with coronavirus, but anyways, you know, obviously on the weekends, I'd imagine you'd have more time to do something like cake pops or finger art or finger paint <laughs> project. But during the week, even how can you bring about a sense of curiosity? And honestly, it can be as simple as, you know, purchasing like like an Oracle card deck that I always draw from, like, what's the message yeah. for today? You know, like that's, yeah, yeah. that's invoking curiosity. Or if there's like a docu-series or just an interesting thing you want to read or learn about, like how can you just do all these things that don't necessarily have a, a specific reason or endpoint or goal? Um, and see what comes up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How does this feel? Sounds good. Okay. Okay. That's a good place to start. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And let's just let the quote unquote deep work. Don't put pressure on it. Let it go away. Mm -hmm. And my guess is what you'll notice is that, well, I'll just give you an example. When I was overcoming my emotional eating, you know, when you're trying to eat like a certain number of calories a day or whatever, that's a lot of pressure. Or when you're like, mm-hmm. I can't eat that because that's going to blow my calorie budget or whatever, then <laughs> that's like the only thing that I want, right? So I'm putting a yeah. lot of pressure on myself to to eat the quote unquote right thing or the good things. When I stopped doing that and I was like, I'm just going to allow myself to eat whatever the hell I want. Then yeah, there were definitely times where I ate lots of chocolate cake or, well, that wasn't really my thing. It was more of chips and salsa. <laughs> salsa kind of girl. So I would, I would sure. eat you know, an absurd amount of that or whatever. But over time, if I kept taking the pressure off and allowed myself to eat the chips and salsa or the wine or cheese or whatever it was that I was wanting, over time, my body naturally found balance. Mm. And yeah, I still sometimes eat 
quote unquote, unhealthy things, but my body was also craving healthy things. Cause I think that's what the body will naturally do if given the chance. And so I think that's kind of parallel to what can happen here. When you take the pressure off of yourself from doing like all of this work, which is a lot, mm-hmm. you're so much pressure on yourself that it's literally paralyzing. If you're like, you know what, whenever I'm ready to do this, like I will know it'll be ready. And you focus just on building curiosity and play. My guess is that it's going to organically happen, that Mm -hmm. you're just going to be journaling one day or meditating or something's going to come up and you're like, holy shit, this is what Veronica was talking about. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Good. It sounds brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Keep me updated. Okay. Definitely. (laughs) All right, my dear. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Hey there, I'm excited to let you know that I've created a brand new mini e-course for you called Your Conscious Online Dating Blueprint. I love online dating and I think it's one of the best ways to meet potential partners, especially if you're introverted, a single mom, are busy, or you know, living through a pandemic. Look, you know I'm all about the deep work, but I've noticed a lot of times your stuff can come up in the online dating space too. So in this course, I walk you through both the outer and inner strategy to make it work online. Yes, I'll help you create a profile you love, whether you're using a swipe app or a more traditional dating site. I'll help you choose pictures that make you feel confident and that help you show your story to the right people. And I'll help you work through the limiting beliefs, fears, and stories you tell yourself that can make online dating a truly awful experience so that it can actually become a pleasurable and fun experience for you. And guess what? The better your experience online is, the better your chances of meeting someone you're excited about are. We'll also talk about boundaries, messaging, and how to get potential connections off the apps as quickly as possible so you waste less of your time and energy. To learn more about the mini course and sign up, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash online dating. And now back to the show. Thank you, Maya, for coming onto the show. I so appreciate your vulnerability and your courage for doing so. I know you're really nervous. And I just appreciate you asking this question because I know you got a lot out of the coaching, but I know that there's going to be so many women listening to this episode who are going to very much relate and appreciate that you've asked this question. So thank you. Thank you. Now, like I said to Maya Ann at the top of the show, the worthiness wound is the core wound of all wounds, I think. And I think all of our core wounds, one way or another, go back to not feeling good enough. So Maya is definitely not alone in feeling this way. And the truth is, I could tell her that. I mean, I did tell her that. And I'm sure many of you could tell her that, that you feel the same way and that you feel like all of your friends are in relationships or that you don't know your purpose or you don't have your life figured out yet either. And the truth is, is that can be really helpful and it can be inspiring and it can give her some mojo to do the emotional work, but she must heal emotional wounds through emotion. Not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy is an inherently an emotional wound. And so you cannot rationalize, you cannot try to intellectualize your way through this. You must meet emotion with emotion in order to heal it. And I also just want to point out that it's also extremely common to have the same block that's keeping you from the relationship that you want be the block that keeps you from doing the inner work. I see this all the time, especially from women who are considering working 
with me, but then for some reason don't. And I'm not saying this happens with everyone. Sometimes it's simply not the right fit and that's totally fine. But more often than not, I see women who um, don't want to spend the money because of a worthiness thing, right? Because our money is definitely tied to worthiness and think that they're not good enough or that, well, this works for everyone else, but not for me, or that they're really stubborn and think they can figure it out on their own. And maybe they also have like some independence complexes and their love life situation, or they just look for some excuse as to why it won't work. And they kind of do that in a relationship. They look for some kind of excuse for the person, why they can just push the person away because that keeps them safe and not have to be rejected, blah, blah, blah. Right. So Maya doesn't feel good enough for the relationship that she wants. And she also doesn't feel good enough for doing this work. She feels like there's something wrong with the memories that are coming up. Or she feels like she's not, you know, able to connect emotionally or do this or do that. And it's not because the emotions aren't there, or it's not because she had this picture perfect childhood. No one does. It's because she's putting so much pressure on herself because it's not good enough yet that it's just hard for anything to bubble up. I mean, just imagine if you and I were on a coaching call right now, and I was just putting so much pressure. I was like, come on, come on, tell me something. Give me a memory or do this thing, do that thing or say this. You'd be like, I need some space. I need to breathe. Right. And that's kind of what Maya is doing to herself. And it's making it really, really, really difficult for the emotional process to unfold because so much of the emotional process is intuitive. And that's why I had her, I just wanted to do this little experiment. I just had her, okay, just sit, take a breath, and then tell me the first thing that comes up. And she actually spoke before I even asked her the question. She was wanting to know what I was going to ask her. And that told me that this is not going to be the conversation where we're going to go into her stuff with her grandmother, or we're going to go into stuff with her father. Because well, yes, we absolutely do need to go into that kind of stuff and heal and see what's going on there. There are blocks that she's experiencing that we have to be able to move through before we can even think about that. So I'm going to give you some tips and action steps you can take if you feel blocked, especially blocked in doing the inner work like Maya did. I'm not going to break down the coaching too much because I think I explained a lot of it in the episode and also it was just a little bit longer than normal. So number one, if you feel like inner child work isn't working for you because you don't remember anything or is a long time ago, I'm going to tell you that you probably remember a lot more than you think. Remember, it doesn't have to be an accurate memory. It doesn't have to be even a significant memory. I mean, it is a significant memory if it's if it's coming up. That means there's probably something there, but it doesn't have to be significant in the sense that like it was the moment your parents got divorced or it was the moment, you know, some awful or hard thing happened, right? It can just be something, say that again, it can just be something simple like your mom not paying attention to you when you really wanted her to pay attention to you, right? What matters is for whatever reason, it's coming up for you and you made that memory mean something. And because you made it mean something that became the lens in which you saw yourself, men, women, love, the world, all of those things. And that makes it important. And really, you just need a few of those memories and probably even just one or two in order to begin the healing process. I also find with my clients that if we can just get with one memory and start healing that, then other things will begin to come up. I truly, truly, truly believe that memories will come up as they're ready to be healed. And so I think one of my issues is she's not really giving herself a safe space to heal and to let these things come up and to feel. And so nothing's coming up because it's not really a safe space. 
I can't tell you how many clients say, well, we can do this, but I don't really have that many memories. And we create the safe space, one memory comes up, and then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, 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 all these things are coming up, and they're ready to be healed. It's really quite an incredible process. The second thing that you can keep in mind is if you struggle to remember things, then ask yourself what you do remember. And what can you infer from that memory? For example, Maya knew that her non wasn't the most emotionally cuddly person, I guess we could put it that way, in the world. And so the questions are, well, how do you know that? And I could have dove into that with Maya. But honestly, like I said before, this doesn't seem like the biggest issue. Like, yes, we'll get into the stuff with non she's in love incubator, we'll get to it. However, it seems to me that the most important thing is she felt blocked in doing the deep work in general. And so that's why I wanted just to keep focus on that and not pry out one memory, you know, just for the sake of <laughs> pulling the memory out when in fact, there is a bigger issue at stake, which is just not feeling good enough for doing this work in general. The third thing is, how can you take the pressure off? Maya's putting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure on herself to do it right, not mess up do it perfectly, all of those things. And so that's why I gave her the assignment. And it might seem like a silly assignment, but just the assignment of finding curiosity and play. So I kept talking about cake pops, you can do whatever you want, if you want to do this, just something that you can get messy and just be curious and just play. And there's no, you know, there's no means to an end. It's just you're doing something because it's Saturday afternoon. And why the hell not? right? So is there something like that you can do in your life? And especially if you used to do a lot of creative projects when you were younger, and have not done that, then that's where I want you to start. Can you start painting again, drawing, whatever you used to do when you were younger, if you used to cook or bake a lot when you're younger, I think that would be the perfect place to start. If you didn't used to do those things, that's totally fine. But that still might be a great place to start just to explore. Maybe that resonates with you, maybe not. Even if it's just going on a bike ride and you know, not taking your Fitbit or your Apple watch with you. So like, it's not for the intent of burning calories or whatever. It's just simply to get outdoors and enjoy the sunshine and just see what you can find and see where you end up. And then the last thing that I'll tell you, I actually told this to Maya after we stopped recording. So I'll just share it with you here is if you do find yourself putting pressure on yourself and like, Oh, I'm just putting so much pressure on myself to do this or to do the inner work or do the inner child work or whatever then one thing that you can do is you can just say, you know what, I'm doing a really good job of putting a lot of pressure on myself. I am so good at putting pressure on myself. And I know that feels a little silly. But just say it to yourself. And you're automatically probably going to giggle a little bit, a little smile is going to come to your face. That's taking some of the pressure off off yourself. And that is what's going to help foster that safe space for some of these more difficult memories and emotions to come up. All right, my dear, that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. I would love to know what you think. Come on over to Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant. Send me a DM, comment on one of my photos. I would love to hear and please share this episode if it helped you or you think it'll resonate with a friend or your community or whoever. If you tap the three little dots at the bottom of your screen, you can send this in a text or an email pretty simply. You can also take a screenshot of this and 
put it in your Instagram stories and tag me so I can send you a little bit of love. I would so appreciate you sharing this with your friends and your networks. And of course, if you haven't already, please leave a quick rating or review. It's one of the best ways to help me grow the show and to let me know that you like the show. And I just really, really appreciate your support in that way. All right, my dear, thank you so much. And I will talk to you again next week. What if I told you I could tell you exactly why you were still single? What if you knew exactly why you were still single? It's not magic, it's not astrology, and I'm not a psychic. You can figure that out for yourself now. And it's all about understanding how your core wounds from childhood create your fears and limiting beliefs about yourself as an adult. In my new course, Crappy to Happy, in two weeks, I'll walk you through the exact process I take my clients through to discover their love blocks and clear them so you too can find real love without having to spend years in therapy. I've worked with hundreds of women to change their love life, and whether it's getting out of a toxic relationship, dating again after years of not, or meeting that special someone, I'd love to help you too. To learn more about my self-study e-course, Crappy to Happy, and register, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me in a future episode. And don't forget to rate and review the Love Life Connection. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. And until then, sending you so much love. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.